This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm always so happy to have new people join the community. And listen, if you are new, I want you to know that my focus as a coach is supporting high-achieving, driven, ambitious women and men really learn what it means to achieve their next level of success, but not by doing more. In fact, you will find the Full Frontal Living podcast is about mastering what it means to do less better so that you can go after your dreams while feeling more fulfilled, healthy, and happy in your own life. This really means making yourself a priority, allowing rest to be a success strategy, loving what you do while embracing what it means to love yourself more. And this really is what high-performance coaching is all about. I really come at the work I do with my clients, helping them step into almost an athletic mindset or how we think of performance. And performance isn't about doing more. Performance is about understanding the importance of rest and recovery in order to become the best possible version of ourselves. Yet so many of you tuning in really are so addicted to doing more and working more and achieving more. And listen, I am the first to say I love big audacious goals and dreams. I love unapologetic about wanting to continue to create an extraordinary life for myself. So it's not about wanting more. I want you to want more if that's what floats your boat. But it's not about burning yourself out in the process. So today, what I really wanted to talk about was going a little bit deeper into why I view rest as a success strategy and how you can start to look at rest differently. But first, I want you to ask yourself, what is your relationship with rest? What stories do you tell yourself about rest? If you're anything like many of my clients, they believe rest equals being lazy. And lazy, by definition, is unwilling to work or use energy. Here's what I find so ironic. All of the men and women that I work with have no problem working. They have no problem expending energy. So they are so afraid of being perceived as lazy if they rest, yet it is actually not possible for them to be a lazy person. So if you're listening and you're recognizing that you've been carrying around this story about rest, meaning you're being lazy, I want you to ask yourself, is it even possible for you to be a lazy person? Because I know for me, when I really checked in with that, that's just not written into my DNA. 
learning how to rest, learning how to slow down was something I really, really struggled with. And I'm going to share with you guys where I'm at in my life right now, the impact that 2020 and 2021 has had on me and my nervous system. And hopefully it will allow you to kind of tune into what's going on for yourself. So about 10 years ago, I guess about 11 years ago, after my hubby had come out of rehab, I was diagnosed with what's known as adrenal fatigue. And there's, you know, any regular MD probably isn't going to recognize adrenal fatigue, but I'm going to go through the symptoms later on in this episode. And if you're experiencing them, just understand that what you're experiencing is real and there's nothing wrong with it. And basically what had happened is I had been working so much. I had constantly been, you know, chasing those achievements in an effort to validate my worthiness as a human. You know, I was working out all the time and I had undergone a tremendous amount of stress. In fact, most of my life, I was living in this kind of fight or flight state, right? I was, I was so constantly in struggle, uh, suffering, worry, anxiety, like this was my life. And that meant that my nervous system, right? Because we have our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system, our parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest, right? Like that's where we're calm <laughs> and our sympathetic nervous system is what makes us go. So to speak, I'm trying to keep this in real, like layman's terms and they can become dysregulated. And when you're too much in your sympathetic nervous system, it actually takes your brain offline. Again, you get into this threatened state, fight, flight, freeze, and your executive function really goes down. It impacts your levels of adrenaline. It impacts your levels of cortisol. It throws off all your hormones. It just becomes a real mess. So even though I was walking around telling myself I was fine, I was not fine. My body on the inside was not okay. And as high achievers, doers of all the things, ambitious, driven people, you, like me, are probably very good at normalizing what isn't normal. Because part of our strengths is our ability to just figure it out and get through, right? I mean, look at the past year and a half. You've probably been figuring it out and getting through, even though different things are being thrown at you all the time. So in my own life, of course, when the pandemic hit, like everybody was trying to follow the rules. We didn't know what was happening. Like, are we all going to die? Like, what is going on? You know, trying to make sure my kids were taken care of. Everybody was at home. Everybody was at home. And as a true introvert, even though I'm in my office all day, there's just something so expansive knowing that nobody else is in the house, but the cats at this point. But during that time, everything had changed for everybody else. My hubby was home. My kids were out of school. My adult kids were home. Their girlfriends were living with us. We had a full house, yet I was still going to work day to day. And also I took on all the financial responsibility for the house because my hubby's a real estate agent. And obviously there was no real estate when we were all initially going into lockdown. During this time, we also really discovered that my youngest was struggling and that we had missed 
so many of the warning signs around how he was learning and the things he was doing to cope. So it was like World War III downstairs in terms of homeschooling. And I can remember being on a, a coaching call in front of hundreds of people and hearing my youngest and my husband downstairs. And I, I thought they were going to kill each other. In fact, I thought my you know, nine-year-old at the time was going to come bursting into my office, like with his head coming off of his body. Like, and all I could do was just like, I couldn't do anything about it. They had to handle what was going on. I had to do my job. So this happened. Uh, You know, we ended up pulling my youngest out of school. We put him into a private school after getting a lot of testing done. I came face to face with my old parenting gremlins, my own, you know, insecurities around learning. It brought up a lot of stuff for me that I had to navigate and support him in navigating. And it was not easy. He did not want to go to this new school. He was not happy at me every morning driving him to school. I didn't know what version of my kid I was going to get. He was angry and he was anxious. It was not fun to be around. And I had to just let him be and experience what he was experiencing. But it was kind of like you know, you don't know if you're going to open the closet and something is going to jump out at you. And this was very dysregulating for my nervous system on top of, you know, the fact that we had just gone through lockdown and and all the things I'd had my contest canceled on me. So I'd been prepping for my first WBFF show that had gotten canceled and show prep is no joke. If you've been following me for a while, I shared around my recent experience, finally getting on stage in Vegas but show prep is no joke. So not only have I gone through it once and had it canceled, I just came off another show prep and it's grueling. So even though I set myself up for success, I made sure that my sleep was on point. My food was on point, all the things, right? Like I really did everything I could to support myself the best way possible going through prep to maintain my, my wellness. It was still demanding on my body, you know, going to Vegas. That was a whole love Vegas or hate Vegas. It's not my place. The energy there is pretty intense for me. You know, I've talked on previous podcasts, the re-entry into Canada was just like crazy pants. Um, And then since being home, there's been so many different mandates and I don't care what your stance is, vaccinate, don't vaccinate your body, your choice. That's where I stand the choices that I have made means that I've been subject to certain mandates and that has been very dysregulating on my nervous system as well. And dysregulating in my family, to be quite honest, we've had to set really powerful boundaries with our own families. We've had to have some really challenging conversations. It just, it hasn't been easy. And I'm not playing the victim here because I take full responsibility and ownership for my choice I'm simply sharing this to let you know the impact that the circumstances of your life have on your nervous system. So I am somebody who has all the tools, right? I have all the tools. I've been a coach for over two decades now. I have all the tools. I know about feeling my feelings. I've navigated grief, joy, everything in between, frustration, anger, all the stuff. And I've done a really great job with everything that has been thrown at me to rise above. And some days I've lost. (laughs) To be quite honest, some days 
I have lost because I am also very human. And there's another episode that I recorded that was really about it's okay to not be okay. And that we can't just, you know, skip over the things we're feeling and automatically get into gratitude. We do have to allow ourselves to acknowledge what's going on for us. Where it can become problematic is if we stay too long in that emotion. But when your nervous system becomes dysregulated, this is really where it becomes problematic. Because again, you can be telling yourself you're fine, but your body is going to start sending you signals that you're not. So I really pay attention to data now. So I'm all about feelings, but feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. I want to honor them and allow them to move through me. But I also use a lot of data as an athlete because I want to be able to perform my best. So I want to know where my recovery is at. So if I'm going into the gym, I know if it's a great day to like push because my body's primed and ready for it versus my body saying, "Mm, you know what, pump the brakes a little bit today, Lisa, you're not fully recovered. Or there's even some days where my body's like, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) just no, just flat out. No. Today is not a day to train. So I have really been watching my data. I've been watching my resting heart rate. I've been watching my HRV, which basically measures the space between your heartbeats, which is indicative of where your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system is. You can go Google HRV and you can learn all about it, but I'm not going to get into it here. But basically, I've been watching the data change over time through my training and now being back at home. Now, listen, your body doesn't know the difference between good stress and bad stress. It just knows stress. It just knows when things are causing your body to have to react. So even though you might feel like you're responding and going about things in a calm and peaceful manner, that doesn't actually mean that that is what is happening on the inside. So Remember, your body's job is to keep you alive and it will turn off certain functions if it feels like it needs to keep you alive. And that is a really great warning symptom that your nervous system is dysregulated. So if you've been listening for a long time, you know, I take impeccable care of myself. As I said, I have all the tools. Rest is a priority for me. It is my number one success strategy because when I rest, that is a time for my body to restore itself, to regenerate itself. So I do not F around with my sleep. I'm in bed early and I try my best to get you know, at least seven hours of sleep per night. That means turning off stuff. It means being committed to get into bed because that is the one thing that I absolutely can control. Well, there's more things that I control, but rest is so, so important. And I can tell you that my commitment to making sure I rest has really been beneficial for me right now. And especially going through all of this, and I'm going to talk about some of the other things. So This weekend in particular, I spent almost the entire weekend in bed going in and out of hypnosis, which I I can share a little bit about why, why, and how I use hypnosis meditation and just napping. Like I felt really, really fatigued. So instead of pushing through, 
I gave myself rest. But I want you to look at your life. When you feel fatigued, do you actually give yourself permission to slow down? Or do you get into this potential story of, well, I can't slow down. That would make me lazy. So listen, it's not super, I know it sounds like, oh, so luxurious. You spend the weekend in bed. It's still not super comfortable for me to rest, but I truly surrender to it. And what I've come to realize is even though I've slowed down significantly since my show wrapped up, I need to slow down even more because, you know, after I've just shared everything that's kind of gone on over the past couple of years, and I'm sure there were other, you know, incidents in there as well, clearly my nervous system needs a reset. So I remember once when I was first recovering from adrenal fatigue back in the day, and I had slowed down so much right? I had learned so much about adrenal fatigue and what I needed to do to heal. I had slowed down so much and I'd gone to see my uh, osteopath at the time. And she looked at me and she said, Lisa, I need you to slow down more. And I thought, what the fuck slow down more? Like I've already given up my workouts. I'm sleeping more, right? Because at the time I was working around the clock. So I'd learned to set boundaries around my work. I was going to bed when my kids went to bed. I was having tantrums about that because I loved staying up late because that was my time, even though my time was coming at the cost of my health, (laughs) right? It's crazy how we start to view things, right? I need to give myself those late nights because that's when I get me time instead of saying, wait a minute, what's the point in having me time late at night if it's actually working against my value around having great health and feeling energized and vital in the morning? So she said, I need you to slow down. She said, you know, I think you should give up weight training. I think you should start swimming. And I remember bursting into tears on her table because I thought, oh my God, I've given up so much already. And now you're asking me to give up more and you're asking me to slow down more. And I've never forgotten that moment because in this season of my life right now, there's so many things that I want to be doing. You know, the ideas, the what am I going to launch next? How am I wanting to support people moving forward? What is this going to look like? You know, these are things that have been swirling around for a significant amount of time. But recognizing that right now, this is a season of slowing down for me even more. This is a season of doubling down on my health so that I can come out the other side of this and really have my body and my health supporting stepping into bigger containers. And this is what it means to step into high performance. And this is why I talk about now what I do is really high performance coaching. I take people who are, you know, high achievers and driven and ambitious, but you guys are burning yourself out. I teach you how to slow down, how to really love yourself, what it really means to priority, prioritize you and your health in the equation so that you can do more, right? So we have to learn how to do less so that we can do more if that makes sense, right? I talk about doing less better. So weekend in bed, because I need my executive functioning to come back. So hypnosis, the hypnosis that I'm doing is to really rewire my subconscious brain, which allows me to get into my parasympathetic nervous system and help it slow down, right? Like get myself out of this stress response cycle that my body has gotten itself into. And I'm not surprised my body has gotten itself into this 
Because even though I take amazing care of myself, this was my default setting for most of my life. And again, when I look at everything that's happened over the past couple of years, I think, wow, I was crazy to think that my nervous system wouldn't be deregulated to a certain extent. So self-hypnosis really helps to settle my nervous system. And it's me taking responsibility for what I need to calm my nervous system down. Because to be quite honest, all the other points, those are boxes I've already ticked, right? I watch my nutrition. I stay very well hydrated. As I said, rest is like my number one priority. It is my number one success strategy. So those boxes are already ticked, right? I meditate pretty much every day for 10 minutes. I have very strong boundaries around my business. I'm certainly not working around the clock. So this was another wake-up call around, Lisa, you need to slow down even more. And where do you need to take even more responsibility for regulating your nervous system? So this is why... I've been doing self-hypnosis and I use, there's a website called uh, hypnosisdownloads.com. They've got thousands and thousands of audios that you can buy. I let my intuition guide me. So I bought ones on adrenal fatigue. I bought ones on reducing stress. Uh, I bought ones on burnout. And I just trust that I'm going to get the message in the audio that my body needs. I bought hypnosis around boosting my immune system because Again, when your body is in this sympathetic state, so you're like wired all the time, it down regulates your immunity because, you know, if your life is at risk, so this is why we have these nervous systems. When your life is at risk, your body isn't concerned with, you know, you having a strong sex drive, nor is it concerned about fighting off a virus, right? Because it's concerned with keeping you alive because it it believes you are under threat of attack. So you can see how this becomes problematic for me who, you know, health and well-being are some of my top values, knowing what is going on in the world, knowing the choices that I've made for me in my life for what feels best for me. It does not make sense for my body then, for me to not do the right things to give my body what it needs to make sure my immune system is like firing on all cylinders. So regardless of your choices around vaccinated or unvaccinated, because again, I don't care. What I do care about is how you are taking care of yourself to support your immune system, which All humans have an immune system and regardless of your choice, we can still get sick. People are still getting sick. So it is really, really important to look at, and I'm going to give you these kind of uh, symptoms that you can look for to see if maybe your nervous system has become dysregulated and you need to take responsibility for how you can support your adrenals your cortisol levels, your hormone levels. There's so many layers to all of this. So nutrition, exercise, not killing yourself though. We're not talking about going out and doing, you know, 40 minutes of HIIT training, move your body, move your body every day. Like just going for a walk out in nature helps to regulate your nervous system. Okay. Exercise isn't a punishment. It's something you get to do to support your body, your physical body staying well, hydrate, please drink water. 
like a lot of water every single day. Uh, Your body is mostly made up of water. The more hydrated you are, the healthier you're going to be, the easier you're going to be able to fight off infection, the clearer your brain is going to be. Because often when we're dehydrated, we get foggy brain and we have a hard time focusing and we feel fatigued. So hydrating is one of the easiest ways that you can bring mental clarity into your life. Okay. And of course, I'm going to say it again, rest, rest, taking naps, chilling out, setting better boundaries. Can you imagine if, you know, you had a toddler, like a two-year-old and you said, no, napping's, you're lazy if you nap. My God, you'd have like a tyrant on your hands, right? We know as parents, when children are young, at any age, really, for our kids, we know how imperative rest is for our kids' cognitive development, for mood regulation. Yet, I don't know where we put that down as imperative for our emotional well being and physical well being as we get older. But I want you to, to remember that, right? Like, if you get into the, again, that story of I'm being lazy if I rest, I want you to think about would you ever say that to a young kid? Would you, do you really look at your life and think you, you couldn't do with some extra rest? I've never met a client who couldn't do with some extra rest and slowing down. Okay. So now what I want to do is give you some of the symptoms of what you can look for in regards to knowing that your nervous system has become dysregulated. Um, You can call it adrenal fatigue. You can call it nervous system dysregulation. I don't care what you call it. Pay attention to these symptoms though, because your body is always talking to you. And until you are willing to listen to it, nothing will change. And those symptoms are going to get louder until you pay attention. And listen, if you're anything like me, sometimes it takes like a real loud, like pay attention for me to wake up. Like it's crazy to me. It's even really, it feels vulnerable even sharing this with you because this is what I do. This is how I support people. And I'm looking around at myself going like, wow, how did I not notice this? But again, for me and so many of the clients that I work with, we are so good at normalizing things that aren't normal because we are so good at just like putting one foot in front of the other every single day. I often joke that my that my clients are the people you want on your team if the house is on fire, because they're going to get all the important things out of the house. They're going to make sure they got a head count of everything. They're going to make sure the pets are out. Like these are the people that you want in a disaster. My clients typically are high functioning into the over-functioning individuals. And that's part of why they get into this nervous system dysregulation. Okay. So I'm going to go through 10 points here. And then at the end, I'm going to give you um, where you can go to download an article that I wrote. I wrote this article years ago. So some of it is out of date in terms of, you know, bio and all that kind of stuff and, and where the focus of my work is these days. But the information is so valid in terms of what you can do to support yourself if you recognize some of these symptoms. Again, I'm not a medical doctor. Please reach out to your own MD or your naturopathic doctor, or your integrative medicine doctor, whoever it is you're working with, but pay attention to these symptoms. So second wind in the evening. So if you feel like eight, nine o'clock hits and you're like, woo, I could sit down and write an article, fold the laundry, go for a jog, 
that's not something to be proud of. Like, don't take advantage of that because what that means is you flipped your hormones out of whack and you're getting a boost of cortisol in the evening. Cortisol is your get up and go hormone. That should not be happening. Your cortisol levels should be higher in the morning and they should be lower in the evening to prepare you for rest. So the second wind in the evening that so many women and men celebrate is not necessarily a good thing. Okay. So pay attention. Are you getting a second wind in the evening? Number two, your sleep sucks. So one of the things I've been noticing is that even through all my contest prep, one of the things I was so proud of was my sleep was so solid. Like again, because rest is such an important piece of the puzzle for me, I really did everything to hack my sleep. So we bought a chili pad for the bed. This is a pad that actually keeps your bed cool and it actually drops degrees. You can set it to like go even colder in the night, which helps to pull your body into a really deep sleep. So I was so proud of myself because through all of my contest prep, my sleep was on point. Um, Many competitors have very disrupted sleeps because again, working at such high levels and there's so much stress on the body, your hormones can get dysregulated and it can impact your sleep. So I was really proud that my sleep was so solid. So here I am not competing. My activity level is much lower than it was. The intensity is way down and 3 a.m. every night I'm waking up, right? I'm having that broken sleep. Now, broken sleep means that during the day, it's going to be so much harder to regulate my emotions because if you've ever heard me talk about halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, you may want to go back and listen to one of those episodes. When we are tired, we have a very hard time managing the mind monkeys, the critical talk, the emotions, all of it. So most of you are sleep deprived. This is why you're having these emotional up and downs, which is then going to continue to dysregulate your nervous system. Okay. I've already talked about this one. Your immunity gets lowered. So if you find that you're catching colds, you've got the sniffles, like (laughs) don't want that right now, right? Because your kids can't go to school. If they get the sniffles, you can't leave your house. If you, you know, you got to go get COVID tests, So we want to stay healthy. We do not want lowered immunity right now. We want to have super strong, resilient, robust immune systems. So if you find that you are catching every little like sniffle, that is a a good sign that your immunity is, is down. Number four, tons of cravings for sweet or salty foods. So, you know, if you're digging to the bottom of the freezer, because you know, there's got to be like one chocolate in there left over from Christmas, pointing the finger at myself. Um, That's what you want to look at. So if you really are finding that you're having sweet or salty cravings a lot, like it's the volume has really been turned up on it. It's kind of like you're having PMS all the time. That is something that you want to look at. Number five, a lot more aches and pains, like just your joints are achy. You feel like you're, you know, getting old, right? Like you're just achy all over everything kind of hurts or every day you're finding a new ache and pain that can also be a symptom that your nervous system and your adrenals aren't functioning properly. Number six, sex drive is gone. Now, listen, we've had a lot of stuff thrown at us over the past couple of years. And I think that for many of us, sex drive, and you know, it has not been at the top of our priority list. So if this is you, this is something to pay attention to, 
because you should have a normal sex drive. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as when you were 20, but you should have an inkling to want to have sex. It's free, it's fun, and it's purely for pleasure. Like we as women, especially for all the ladies listening, we are hardwired for pleasure. We have body parts that men don't have that are specifically for pleasure. So if you have no inkling of a sex drive, that is a big warning flag. Number seven, your digestion really sucks. So this could be gas, bloating, constipation, heartburn, diarrhea, but something is off. Okay. Because again, when your body believes that your life is being threatened, it doesn't give a shit about breaking down your food properly, right? It literally slows down your digestion to send all the blood to your, um, to your like imperative organs. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying, right? Like it sends all of its resources to the things that are needed to keep you alive. So your digestion is not important. Just like your sex drive is not important. Your body just literally downregulates all of those things. Number eight, you are noticing that your hair is thinning and falling out. So we all have normal hair loss, but if you're noticing you get in the shower and more and more of your hair is starting to fall out, you're starting to notice thinning. You might notice thinning in like your eyebrows or even your eyelashes. This can be also a symptom that your adrenals are off or your nervous system is deregulated. Number nine. Now this was a huge one for me in the past. This has not been a symptom of mine lately. And I actually don't think I'm in adrenal fatigue again. I think my nervous system is just a little bit on the wonky side. I would get so dizzy if I went from lying down to standing up. In fact, I would get dizzy if I rolled over in bed. That's how bad that's how bad it was at the time. So you can understand how impactful that was on somebody like myself who prides herself on being active and doing all the doing when I couldn't even get out of bed and I didn't know what was wrong with me. It was really, really um, unsettling. And that dizziness comes from your blood pressure significantly dropping when you go from lying to standing. And as someone with already really low blood pressure, it was just, it was too much for my body. Number 10, and this was really, this has really been my biggest warning symptom uh, for where I'm at in my life right now is that your emotions are really all over the place. You vacillate between sad and anxious. And one of the things that I've really noticed over the past little while is even with all my tools around how can I support myself feeling better, even with making sure that I'm getting nutritious food into me and all the rest, staying hydrated, really doing all the right things, right? Even getting my meditation in. There have been days where I have really struggled to get myself out of my emotions. And that has been problematic because again, I want to feel what I'm feeling. I want to honor what I'm feeling, but staying in that place is not helpful. So that is a big symptom of this. Along with that, what I've watched, as I said, is my resting heart rate has increased my HRV has been a little bit all over the place as well. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, holy crap, if I took an inventory of my life over 2020 and 2021, what has happened to me? 
How many obstacles have I had to step over? How many things have I needed to push through, work through, get through, get done during that time? If you took a step back and you looked at yourself as if you were looking at somebody else's life, right? So you're telling this story of all the things that have happened and you're listening as if you're outside of your own body. You're listening to a friend tell you about everything that's happened to her over the past year. Would your jaw drop and would you think like, oh my God, how have you managed to do all that? If that's the case, you have probably normalized so many things that aren't normal and your nervous system may be a little bit out of whack as well. You may have some of these symptoms. So please let this podcast episode be an opportunity for you to step back and really look at what needs to happen in your life for you to get out of this pattern. Because once your body gets into this, locked into this pattern of fight, flight, or freeze, because your nervous system is deregulated, it's almost like, (laughs) it's almost like, you know, when they do the, the things on the person's chest to get their heart beat back, there needs to be a huge pattern interrupt in order to get your nervous system back online. And this is really what it means to become someone who is high performance, right? It's not just pushing through to push through. It's listening to the symptoms that your body is giving you and giving yourself permission to slow down even more and really look at how you can go through your life knowing when these signs and symptoms show up so you can give yourself what you need at an even greater level. So, you know, the reason I'm sharing all of this with you is because, you know, I think about where I'm at in my life, all the things I've learned, all the tools that I have, and to be sitting in this position and really experiencing this fatigue and brain fog and, you know, feeling like my executive functioning is, is slightly off. And I think, gosh, where must many of my listeners be right now who don't have the same tools, who don't know themselves and are in touch with their bodies in the way that I do, who are caught in patterns of over-functioning and overdoing and getting busy and controlling all the pieces as a way of coping, where might your health be? And if you have big goals and dreams and visions, and you want more in this life, you're not going to get there if you continue to put your head down and just push through. So what season are you at in your life? What season are you in your business? What is your body asking of you right now? Because for me, you know, I'm here for the long haul, right? Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not some flash in the pan. I've been at this for over 20 years. I'm probably going to be doing this for another 20 years. And I want to be able to serve my community, the men and women, just like you in bigger ways. But that means that I have to take care of myself. I have to make my health a priority. And there are seasons where more rest and more restoration are required. And I got to put down my ego. I got to put down that part of me that wants to push through and say like, no, not right now. So that when I do move forward and as I move forward, as I move through this, I am going to be able to give in such a greater capacity. And I want the same for you because your body will support you until it won't. And it's your responsibility to take care of it because without your physical well-being and your emotional well-being, you don't get to do the things that you have the privilege of doing on this planet. And as we've seen this year and last year, so many people lost 
their lives. I don't want you to lose your life because you are being irresponsible with your health. And your health is more about just, you know, exercise and eating the right foods. It's really tuning in and partnering with your body because the better care you can take of yourself, the more impact you can have out in the world, the better leader you can become, whether you're a leader in your business, whether you're a leader, just to your family, doesn't matter. If you want more, you are going to have to learn what it means and master this idea of doing less better and really working from a place of you as a priority first and everything else coming after that. So that was a lot. That was a lot on today's episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I hope it really uh, caused you to step back and take pause. My goal every time I record an episode is to give you something to think about, to have you look at your relationship with yourself differently, to have you step into making yourself a priority and hopefully really inspire you, motivate you to make change in your life. If you are ready for more, when you are ready for more, please go over and apply for a session to work with me. You'd be amazed at what we can get accomplished in a one-hour session. This currently is the only way people can work with me by by applying for those single sessions. And you can find that over at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. Now, if you're wanting this PDF I created around adrenal fatigue, you can find that at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash adrenal hyphen fatigue. And um, you'll be taken to a link where you can go ahead and download that. And hopefully uh, you'll get the information that you need. Please take those symptoms again to your medical doctor, your naturopathic doctor, your integrated medicine doctor, whoever you're working with, but be an advocate for your health. Don't let anybody tell you that what you're feeling isn't the truth. You are responsible for your body. Okay. So advocate for it, make the choices that feel best for you, but just understand you don't have to feel shitty. None of us have to feel shitty, but it does mean stepping into next level responsibility for caring for ourselves, care for yourself the same way you would care for one of your children that's when things start to really change. So on that note, I'm going to end this episode. I'm going to go take a nap before I go pick up my little one. And then I'm going to get outside for a walk. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to share my message. Thank you for just allowing me to be me. You know, sometimes these episodes aren't easy for me to share. And it's important that I do share where I'm at and what's going on for me so that I can help you because I think, my God, if, if I'm having a hard time with this, where must my listeners be? So on that note, I will see you on the next episode. If this resonated with you, if you know somebody else who needs to hear it, please share it, share it on social media, share it in your email, share it wherever you need to share it because this work is for you. This message is for you and for the people that you love and care about. So until next time, I will see you on the next episode. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching certainty that something in your life needed to change? Listen up. You can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. 
In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they are high achievers for them to even see this for themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. It's the never-ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle, and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might feel burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee has become a staple, and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone else goes to bed, you stay up late just to have you time. Basically, you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on your list of priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more. And you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create extraordinary lives of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving woman so that you can make positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Head over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my network of empowered, inspiring, ambitious women. This is your next step in choosing to make you a priority. Thank you so much for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.